Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello everyone, happy Father's Day! I hope that you all had a special Father's Day celebrating the fathers in your lives, and we are having a special episode today. We are bringing on one of my favorite fathers from the internet, the modern dad, Jason Dunnigan, is on today. And you guys, I need to apologize up front. I was so excited for this interview. He was so gracious in making it happen really quickly. And I set up my microphone and I recorded and it was wonderful. And he shared things that, you know, was unlike what you normally see online. And I never plugged in a microphone. So the sound quality is not like it usually is, but you can still hear him and it's still fine. It's just not the typical quality that you normally hear. So please forgive me. So sorry, Jason, but I hope you enjoy my interview with the extraordinary modern dad, Jason Dunnigan, who is reinventing the role of dads and becoming the dad that he wants to be. You'll hear about his upbringing. You'll hear about how he kind of evolved into a dad that plays a far more present role than maybe was modeled for him and definitely then, you know, is traditionally prescribed in families and he loves being a dad to four kids and he's an extraordinary husband as well. And so we're going to talk all about his journey as the modern dad. So let's get to my conversation with Jason Dunnigan. All right. I'm so honored to be chatting with the modern dad, Jason Dunnigan today. Hi, Jason. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Okay, I will tell you, I've been getting a little Instagram fatigued lately. Just, I don't know what it is, but you are one person that I never, ever swipe through, Jason. <laughs> I look forward to you seeing you every day. You're such a bright spot. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. Really? Thank you so much. Really, really. Well, for people that don't know you yet, Jason, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Totally. So my name is Jason. People like to call me the modern dad. Um, I have four kids. Um, My oldest is seven, five, four, and 18 months. Um, Boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. Yeah, that's right. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Been married for almost nine years. And yeah, I just love being a parent. It's something that I've always dreamed of. And So I just soak up every single second that I have with my kids and I enjoy it and I love sharing it with others. Yeah, that is very, very evident. And (laughs) yeah, we're going to talk more about what you share later, but I would like to hear more about your upbringing and your parents who shaped you into the awesome dad that you are today. Because (laughs) as, as much as we can't control who our kids become and their interests and attitudes necessarily are their parenting definitely is shaped by our parents. So tell me about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I um, grew up here in Utah and I have one older sister. Both of us are adopted. Um, So I always have known I was adopted. It's always been something I've known. Um, But my parents were always a huge support to me, no matter what I wanted to do. They were always there cheering me on. Um, and you're right. Like you said, uh, your parent, how your parents raise you definitely 
um, makes a big impression on how you are when you grow up. And so that was something for me. I always, I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 82. And so that time period, everyone remembers dad goes to work. Dad comes home. Dad's day is done. It's not that he doesn't love you. It's not that he doesn't care about you. It's just that's the way things were. Um, Mom was always there supporting, coming to all my games, coming to everything. So I always remember growing up that I I love my dad. I love the support that he gives me in that I could do anything I wanted. um, But I always wanted to be able to be a support to my kids and be at all their games, be their biggest cheerleader, um, be on the ground with them, wrestling around, playing sports with them, going on bike rides, just being an active part in their life. And so that's always been something that since I was little, I've wanted to have. And so that's what I try to do now. Um, but yeah, my, my mom was always, everyone asks where I get my cleaning obsession from. That's the person it comes from. <laughs> my mom is a clean freak in the best way. And I definitely know I got all of that from her. Um, she would teach me how to clean floorboards and how to scrub the floors, get down on your hands and knees and just thing was our thing. And so that's something that she passed on to me for sure. Yeah. I love that. And what I love especially is I think we take for granted the ability to see the things that our parents did well and the things we want to implement, and then also seeing outside of the cycle or the traditions that maybe it was even good things that we saw growing up, but just wanting to be a little bit different or or play a different role. And sometimes that can be really hard to kind of rewrite what we think our role will be or how we're going to parent differently if we don't know any different. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that's really neat that that you've done that and that, you know, you love your parents and felt so supported by them. And yet you're kind of paving your own path as a dad as well. And I think it's neat that in this generation, I was born in 84 and I do see a lot of parents kind of being whoever they want to be and, and owning, you know, parenting in their own way a little bit more than maybe our parents had permission for. For so sure. I think that's cool. And, and it's like we, we both understand that it was it wasn't that mom and dad didn't love you. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's the way it was. And so then a lot, a lot of people grow up and they're like, well, that's how I was raised. That's how things were. So that's how I'm going to continue. And I just always was like, I, I loved dad for who he is and how he was with us. But I just wanted something a little different so that's also how modern dad came about was the name was i want to be modern people take it like so many ways but it was just modern to me is being someone that's uh, different than what i how i grew up yeah hey everyone i wanted to jump in thank a show sponsor and that is felix gray you've heard me talking about them for a few weeks now and it's because i am loving these blue light blocking glasses so much Five years ago, Felix Grey realized that our eyes weren't meant to be staring at screens all day. And really, it's affecting our mood, it's affecting our energy, it's affecting our sleep. And now more than ever, because we're spending more time on screens, we need to protect our eyes. And Felix Grey lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on our eyes and disruptive to sleep. 
The thing I love most about Felix Grey, you guys, is that I was able to get them with my prescription. They have non-prescription and prescription available, and they have so many different styles. The quality is so good. As soon as I put mine on, I could not only see, but I knew my eyes are being protected, and they fit like a glove. I loved Felix Grey so much, and I want you to get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. You have nothing to lose except maybe eye strain. Go to FelixGreyGlasses.com slash EEP for the best blue light glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y Glasses.com slash EEP. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. FelixGreyGlasses.com slash EEP. So you wanted that from a young age. That's kind of how you envisioned your family structure looking. So when you met your wife yeah. and you started your family and you held your firstborn, you have a son first, right? Yes. What did that feel like to become a dad for the first time, yeah. Jason? <laughs> um, so it's funny because so my both got married right before we were 31. So when you saw that's like, Whoa, you are so old. Um, because when we were dating, we would have conversations about things like that. Um, what What do you want? What are you looking for? Um, and one of the things was, I have always wanted at least four kids because I am one of two. And whenever we go on vacations, my sister and I would get in a fight and then there was nobody. So then it's it's just you. You have to fend for yourself. I didn't want three because then you have a middle child and everyone needs a ride buddy at Disneyland. <laughs> and so I always have wanted four. Um, so I remember the day that we were pregnant, we are having our first. And when he was born, it was just the greatest thing ever. Just being there at the delivery, watching after that nine months of just, it's crazy what all a woman has to go through to bring a child here. Um, but it is the most incredible experience being there for that birth. Um, I just remember holding him and looking at every single little feature, their nose, like all their pores and their hair and toes and fingers and their little cheeks. It's it was the greatest. So I will never forget those days. And even after that, with each child after, it was similar experiences where it was just, this is incredible. This is a dream come true. Yeah. So what was the best part or has become the best part of fatherhood for you? Watching my kids light up as they go through experience experiences um right now my oldest Nixon he's seven and he is all about sports I am not a sports person I however a cheerleader I, so we were at his soccer games and just whenever he would score a goal or whenever he would do something he would light up and his arms would go in the air and he'd run and just to see him be so excited it just brings you so much joy when your kids are just elated with something that they've done. Absolutely. I am not athletic in the least. And all my kids have chosen soccer. I have four boys and <laughs> you would think for my yelling, I was a pro, you know, soccer <laughs> player in my previous life because like I yell, like I'm coaching and it's, and I'm like, Parker's just like, well, mom, you don't need to yell quite so much. Like the coach is doing his job and you know, it's really okay. I'm like, 
well, how will you know to run faster? Go get yeah. the ball or share right. it. Right. It just, it just comes out of you, though, as a parent, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> Even when you don't know what you're talking about, truly, <laughs> from personal experience. It, it it is so wonderful and seeing them explore their own passions and see what they're good oh, at yeah. and and even when they try something out and find that it's not for them just seeing them in that exploratory phase i think is oh so yeah incredible yeah totally my two middle kids are definitely in that stage where they're exploring things we try putting them in sports my daughter tried dance for a little bit we maybe tried a little too early for her um and then she went sports and now she wants to go back to dance but it's it's definitely that watching her explore and see what fits for her is so fun. But then also maybe it's not sports. Maybe it's not dance. Maybe it's, they have a passion for reading. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at how much my kids like love to read because I, it's another one of those things that I hate doing. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it's like, just read a book to me. Right. <laughs> Are you an audiobook person or you just prefer like an audiobook? Yeah. Audio But yeah, I never I never got into reading and I love that my kids love it and just seeing their imaginations as they're in their rooms playing and it's just it's so fun. Yeah. What's the hardest part of fatherhood for you? Oh my gosh. Three majors probably. <laughs> So my second son, Will, he's four now, but I'll tell you people, the terrible twos is no longer three major is legit. Yes. And it's just trying to make sure, I think also the balance of knowing what each one of your kids needs, right? Like my oldest, they can do things on their own and they love their alone time. But when Will, number three, when he wants to do Like he wants to do something and he wants you with him, but he wants your full attention. Um, He, he like demands your attention. Mm. And so it's hard because the others, we got so used to being, oh, they, they're like, they'll, they'll do their own thing. They're fine. That's how they've always, and then have another one that then he'll do his own thing, but he wants you there with it doing it with him it's definitely been a learn curve and when he gets frustrated I'm like oh my gosh do not get frustrated back like the emotions I'm like holy cow right well and imagine if he had been in first grade this past year and you had to like homeschool him and handle all of that and be his teacher (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah for sure yeah, it can be really challenging with these different personalities. And it just goes to show that you can be the same parent and yet your kids can be so independently different. They really do need different parenting from you. Oh, How do you totally, kind of cater totally. to that? Yeah. Yeah. So we we try, I mean, as all parents, try our best to cater to each child's needs. Um, and sometimes it's hard because some kids need more attention than others. And then you want others to feel like, favoritism or you don't you don't pay attention to me you don't do things for me um so we try our best to give all of our kids the same amount of um attention but like I said with the older two they're easy to do what they want to do um but yeah it's just making sure that we're 
we're letting them all know that we're here for them. If you need me to sit baseball with you, I'll do it. If you need me to come over here and read books with you, I'll do it. You just all hand like, I'm over right now. I'll be over there in a second. And just communicating with them, I think, has been huge. Because a lot of times as adults, we assume with each other that we know what we're thinking but then if you try that with kids, it's even more of a problem. When you try it with your spouse, of course, they don't communicate right. But when it's with kids, it's even a bigger issue. Well, yeah, because they can't even always communicate accurately their needs. But I do think the love languages premise, I don't know if you're familiar with the five love languages, yes. that has helped so much because literally – if you buy something for my oldest, he will feel love for the next week. But if you spend time with my third, he will feel love. And if you were to buy him something, it's kind of just like, meh. It's just like one more thing. And I was talking a while back to a mom of eight kids, and I asked a similar question of, like, how do you individualize attention? I mean, you can't possibly do all the things and be all the things and do all the one-on-one time. And she said, I just prioritize the things that mean the most to each child. And so some kids really want me to be at their class party and other kids literally don't care if I'm there. And so I don't go to their class party and I don't feel bad about missing that class party, but reading in this child's class does matter. And being at this sports game matters, but doing school drop-off doesn't. So you just have to kind of navigate, you know, what makes your kid light up and be there for those moments, you know? Totally. Yes. Yeah. I I 100% agree. Hey everyone, wanted to thank the last show sponsor and that is HelloFresh. I'm sure you've heard of HelloFresh, but this is a way to get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Literally this summer, that sounds like the perfect answer to all of my what's for dinner questions from my kids. It is easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Seriously, HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and trips to the grocery store so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. No joke. The other thing I love about HelloFresh recipes are the step-by-step recipe cards because there's a visual, there's written instructions, and if there's a new ingredient that I've never tried before, I'm able to try it in a really controlled environment. So it is literally no fail. HelloFresh offers flexibility too, so you can customize your order within minutes. You can choose what meals you want based on different dietary restrictions. I love ordering the vegetarian for my husband and meat for my kids. It is so fantastic, and every single meal I order from them is terrific. We love HelloFresh, and you can go to HelloFresh.com EMP14 and use code EMP14 for up to 14 meals free, plus free shipping. Isn't that amazing? That's HelloFresh.com slash EMP14 and use code EMP14 for up to 14 meals free and free shipping. You guys, HelloFresh is where it's at. That's the reason they're America's number one meal kit. Let me know what you get. I just, I love so much of what you present of your family online and it just seems like you genuinely enjoy being together and and doing things together, which I love so much. What are some, some non-negotiables in your home? What are some values that you prioritize to, to develop that sense of culture and community in your home? Totally. So one thing that we like to do is we are all cheerleaders for everyone. 
If you're playing bass, if you have a baseball game, we're all there to cheer you on. If you have a dance performance, we are all there to cheer you on. If you know that your sister came to all of your things, so we will go to all of her things because we do everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the times, and we have it too, where we need a break because we get so overwhelmed and we need to just step away for a bit. But the thing too is our kids need us. They want us there. They want that time and they want that support. And so we want to make sure that all of our kids know that, that they all know that we are going to be there for everything. Um, So that's definitely one. We also make sure that we have dinner together every night as a family. We sit down at the table or we go through a drive-thru and we're all sitting in the car together. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes dinner together is different, but it's always together. And then we like to talk about our days. We say, Nixon, you were at school today. How was it? Tell, tell me, how did, how did field day go for you guys? what you guys get to do? Um, Will, I know that you got to go to the stream today. What did you do? Did you see anything cool? And just everybody getting the chance to talk um, and share something fun that happened that day. Um, and then I think we also make sure that we are always I, I love being there for when my kids go to bed and I love being there when they wake up um, and just constantly being around for them. If they say, dad, could you come read me a story? I'm in it. If you, if they say, dad, could you drive me to school? I do it. And I think with how last year was with a lot of working from home, it's made it so that that's easier to do. Um that wasn't always the case, but I've definitely loved those opportunities and I make sure that I take full advantage of them because there could be a time where my work says, okay, we need you in the office again and you need to be in the office full time. And so maybe I lose that opportunity to take my kids to school. So I think one of our biggest things is we like to be in the moment and whatever's happening now, we are full 100% committed to it. That is fantastic. And that type of mentality can really stay and put throughout any season that you face, right? So it's not a matter of just committing to a certain structure. It's a matter of the mentality that you have yeah. going into that. And that can definitely ebb and flow as, as circumstances change, which they will as your kids get older oh, for and sure. everything. Yeah. That's and as we all learned last year, especially, like none of us were expecting to be working from home or to have kids being homeschooled or... Maybe you're on full lockdown for 14 days. None of us expected that, but we had to transition. We had to be accommodating. And did we all go crazy if we were on lockdown? Of course we did. But it's just, you go with it and you do what you got to do to survive. You do. You do. So I love this idea of being a modern dad. And you kind of explained what that means to you. But I'm curious how it also impacts being a modern husband. Because obviously you play a much different role than a lot of like, quote unquote, traditional, you know, husbands have played in the past or maybe even, you know, women listening that their husband plays now. And maybe they wish that their husband was more involved or had that more of that. So what's a modern husband? Sure. So I've always I've always heard you cannot be more than 100 percent in something. So I'm always 100 percent for whatever needs to get done. And I also have for things. I love to clean. I love cleaning and I'm crazy about it. So my wife knows that Saturday morning come cleaning time, like 
she will take the kids downstairs and keep them occupied while I'm upstairs basically deep cleaning every single room, all the floors, all the bathrooms. I do it. Um, I also like shop. I like to shop. I love shopping for clothes. I love caring about what members of my family are wearing. And it's always just been a passion of mine. Um, clothing has. And so it's just been, we'll go shopping and my wife, I'll say, Oh my gosh, look at that shirt. You should get it. Or, Oh, remember those pants you have? This shirt would go really nice with it. Or, Oh, I know. Remember how you were wanting to find something better for summer. Look at all these cute, uh, gingham dresses that just came out. Um, so it's just, it's, it's just part of who I am and I've always loved it. Um, but it's, it's not always as much as it comes across probably on social media that I'm the only one keep cleaning. I'm the only one cooking. I'm the, it's very much, this is the modern dad's Instagram account. Yeah. So it is 100% coming from me and 100% coming from my wife. And together we we're both putting in 100%. Oh, that is a great, great answer. Lucky lady, lucky lady. Right. And I think, <laughs> I think we all want our, to be a hundred percent for our kids, for our spouse. And when we're not thinking it's 50, 50, and when the other person's not pulling their weight, there's a, there's a, you know, depletion in it. No, totally. like we both need to come to the table and it sounds like you just do whatever you need to do to facilitate the other person feeling supported. So you cleaning, right. this is her role. If you know, you're shopping and you know, the kids are getting wild. One of you leaves while the other person finishes or dinner yeah. flipping, you know, flip flopping. So what would you say to mostly women who listen yeah. that wish their husband was a little more attentive and maybe observant to their needs, but hint, hint, like men can't read minds either. So totally. what, what does that communication look like? Yeah. Could look like? So I definitely think it's, like I said earlier, um, in a relationship, you have that um, time where we, we assume, and men, we assume probably way too much mm -hmm. at fault. We assume that, oh, she's got everything taken care of. She's fine. She, our wives are amazing. And because they make it look like nothing's wrong. Mm -hmm. We're all great at holding things in. And so it is huge and imperative. Like, let your husband know, hey, would you mind? Let me show you how to, how we fold the laundry. Um, hey, have you ever wondered how to do laundry? Like if they don't know, I had to teach my dad how to do laundry because my mom had surgery and I was shocked that he did not know like white's going hot, color's going cold. Like I had to write it out on post-its <laughs> and if that's what you do, that's what you do. But you definitely make sure you have that upfront communication. You say, hey, I have a great idea. What do we start doing some of the same chores, not at, clearly not at the same time, but how about I'll show you how we do laundry here so you can understand what those pills, what happens to all of them and how it gets done. And if you want to show me how to do the lawn, I'll do it. Like right. it has to be a mutual thing where you're both going to do it. And then once both people feel like, they know what their loves are and their passions are around the house, then I think it's easier to say, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll do the lawn because I love doing that. That's my time where I'm crazy about the lines in the grass and I just listen to my podcast. Um, 
And then if my wife says, and I love putting the laundry away, I'll do that. Once you have the things you want to do, it just makes things so much easier, but it always has to be, let's come back and say, okay, how's it going? What do you need help with? I'm sorry. I haven't been so good at putting dishes away. Um, and just owning up to things that you notice that you yourself are not doing. It's not always about pointing the finger like, oh, you you didn't do the dishes. You didn't do this. It's, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry that I haven't been as good about putting, emptying the dishwasher or loading the dishwasher or putting the clothes in the dirty clothes or whatever it may be. Yeah, and that just makes me think, <clears throat> like you said, there's a lot of super moms listening who do do it all and they do make it look yeah. pretty easy, right? Even if they're resentful underneath the perfectionism, totally. right? And so maybe your husband just sees you doing it all and looks at you in awe, but they're not thinking about the need that you have for them to introduce totally. themselves. And so I like yeah. the idea of even sitting down, you know, it's beginning of summer. And so with each new season or with, you know, changing of the guards or whatever, this is a great time to sit down as a whole family even and say, okay, it's summer. What's the summer going to look like? Like when's our fun time? What are the different jobs that need to get done? When can we do those things? How's it going to look? What are some things you don't mind doing? Like my husband doesn't mind doing laundry. And I didn't know that for 13 years until I was doing it and I hated every second of it because I'm short Mm -hmm. and I hate digging down into the washer because I almost fall in every time. Yeah. (laughs) And I just didn't know he he literally didn't mind because we never talked about it. So sit down this summer and and divvy up. Okay, I don't mind doing dishes because you take the kids outside and play with them after dinner. Or I do yeah. mind doing dishes, and I'll do that. Whatever that looks like, it can it can be whatever you want, but the conversation needs to happen. Totally. And I think, so one thing that we like to do, um, so there's a local drink place that's about 15, 20 minutes away from our house. Um, there's also one that's about five, there's a McDonald's from our house about five minutes away. So we always, once this place had opened that we found um, that's about 20 minutes away, We like to put the kids in the car. They're locked up in their car seats. We have that 20-minute drive where they're kind of entertained in the back, talking to each other. We would. This is especially when I was going into work in the office. I'd come home from work. We'd get in the car. We'd go for our drive to grab our Diet Cokes. And on that drive was our time to talk and say, okay, what happened today? Let's both, like, share our days, talk about, like, decompress. And then let's assess situations and say, okay, so on our ride home, what do we, what needs to get done? Do we need to work on schoolwork? Do kids need to take a bath? Who needs some time outside where we're outside playing? Like, what can we do to make things better? And then once we got home, it's split, go do the things. And we're energized because we both had our 44 ounces a diet coke by the time in that 20 minutes. Jason, you are a genius because if you had had to tr- to have that conversation at home, those 20 minutes would have been mom, mom, dad, dad. Oh, like, yeah. It wouldn't yes. have happened. Parenting with your kids strapped in is my number one parenting tip. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so much easier. Like when my husband says like, oh, I'll take the kids in the morning. I'm like, no, that's when the baby falls asleep. So I'm, yeah. I'm good. I don't mind driving to, you know, to school. So we're good. So that is so smart. And then specifically talking about what you're going to do when you get home, not yeah. talking too far out. 
Oh, Jason, you're about to yeah. change some lives. That right. is so good. Okay, when we get home, we left a little earlier or we left a little later. When we get home, okay, you get you work on the girls, get them in pajamas. I'll work on the boys or we're doing bath time and then get them in jammies. And then everyone gets a book they get to read. Like, let's figure this out now. So that way when we get home, there's no like, okay, now what? Mm. It's just you figure it out. You get home. And you know what? My husband literally can't, he doesn't think more than a little bit in advance. So I can tell Mm -hmm. him the whole week's schedule and I get really annoyed when he asks me again on Thursday what time soccer practice is. I'm like, we went over this. And I I do think a week in advance, but he just doesn't. And that's not a fault of his if I don't choose to view it that way. Right? And so absolutely he wants to help. Absolutely he wants to support. So yeah, on the 20-minute drive home, making it very clear what needs to happen, everybody wins. I love yeah. that. That is so good. Well, the, other thing, the other thing, too, is that, I mean, like I said, we could do the five-minute drive. Yeah. Yep. But the work it takes to lock those kids in their seats, <laughs> I would rather the 40 minutes to an hour that we are driving, ordering, coming home. Well, it's literally... We accomplish so much more. Yeah, and it really is the worst part of the day. Like everybody's tired. Oh. You know, it's it is it can be the most challenging part of the day. So to eat up an hour, especially when you have little kids, it's yeah. absolutely worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. And you get your pretzel bites or your big Exactly. Egg, right? I know exactly. Jason. I know what you're after. That is so good. <laughs> or you get your modern dad. That's perfect. Something I think that's really special about you, Jason, is that you've used the word cheerleader a bunch in this podcast, but that is actually one of the words I had written down to describe you, (laughs) is that you are such a cheerleader for your kids, for your wife, like the way you speak about her. I mean, just one more reason that she's so lucky. Like we all want to feel 100% supported in whatever it is that we're, we're into. And when we can have somebody in our lives that do that for us, it changes the way we view ourselves, I think, too, and helps us to believe in ourselves. So what would you say is the key for you in being a friend, being a cheerleader? What advice would you give to people that want to be more of that for others? Yeah. So I think it's just, it. like, I'll say it's something I've always been, but growing up it wasn't always accepted as much. I've always been the one to cheer on everybody, to support everybody. Um, but the feeling you have when you go support somebody, um, I remember we were for church. I was, I was asked to be a teacher for 15, 16 year old kids. They don't, they do not want to be there. They don't want to be there. So I remember them showing up and I said, okay, look. If your parents ask what the lesson was, here's what it was. Just tell them that. If they ask for details, change the subject. So now let's talk about you guys. And I would ask them, what What do you guys like to do? Like, what do you do for fun? What What, what are your passions? And there was, I, I played baseball on the high school team. Okay, when, when do you play? When's your next game? And I'd go and I'd be there. Or, oh, I play on the basketball team. I'll go. I'll be, you will hear me on the front row. And I remember going going to one of the baseball games, and I'm cheering for the kid. And one of his friends turns to him and he goes, who is that guy? And he goes, that's my Sunday school teacher. And he was like, what? 
and he was just blown away that somebody would come that wasn't his parent and go and support him. And that, that's with kids and teenagers who for sure need that kind of support, that need somebody besides their parent to go and cheer them on. But the feeling that it gives you to go and see somebody and watch them perform or, I mean, be in a band. I went to one kid who was in a screamo band, and I remember his mom being like, you're going to want these headphones. I was like, I'm fine. And she was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and just them thinking, like, I cannot believe this guy would show up for me. And, and that's what it is. It's showing up for others. And I think the biggest gift we can give others is our time. So when you're willing to give your time to go support somebody of something that they love, they truly value that more than anything. And so when that's your spouse, your kids, um, kids in the neighborhood, at church, um, family members, they love it and they love that support and they really feel, feel loved and valued. Yeah. They remember it forever. Oh, forever. forever. I still get those kids that are like, remember when you would come to my games? I'm like, yeah, do I? Of course I do. Like you were freaking out because I was the only person out in the crowd, like screaming my guts out. And I didn't know what you were doing, but (laughs) I made sure you heard me. (laughs) And that just speaks to as well. When you value what other people value or when you can come across as invested in what other people value, it doesn't have to be your thing. And sometimes, like I said with my sons, like I never played soccer. I'm not super into sports, but now I am because I'm into mm-hmm. them, right? Yeah. When we care about them, we care about what they're into. And when you can kind of separate out the thing like, oh, I don't want to sit down and play Barbies anymore or oh, I don't want to have to go do fill in the blank, right? That we just don't want to do. The feeling that we get, though, when we know it matters to them, it changes them and it changes us. Totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's so fantastic. Jason, I just want to applaud you for, for everything that you do online, in your family. I think, you know, everybody that's, it seems like you know everybody online, really. Like, you're always just <laughs> there and showing up. And, and many of the people that have been on this podcast, you have shown up for them. And they just <laughs> sing your praises. But but more than anything, just being able to put a different picture of what a dad can look like and the role a dad can play, I think is extraordinary. You're, oh, an you're an extraordinary dad, and it's not because you're perfect, and that, and there's right, no moms right. listening that are perfect. There's no right way to be a parent, but when you're doing yes. it your way and putting in that hundred percent, that makes you extraordinary, Jason. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always ask my guests just one final question, and it's mm-hmm. this: What would you tell your pre-fatherhood self? Oh my gosh, probably the. Like if you if you think that what you've experienced so far in your life is amazing, you have no idea what you're about to like be a part of. The the life that I have lived before was I, I mean, I had some fun times. I've done some really cool things. Nothing compares to what it's like to be a father mm-hmm. and to be a dad and to hold those kids in your arms and to just watch them grow and just have their example um, just radiate back to you. It's 
it truly is a blessing. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity I have to be a father. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Where can people find you online, Jason? <laughs> so you can find me at The Modern Dad. There's underscores. The guy that's The Modern Dad will not sell his handle to me, but uh, you'll find me when you search yes. it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing your fatherhood journey today. And I oh my gosh, thank you. Enjoy hearing more about that and just all the best to you and your family. Great. Thank you so much. I had so much fun chatting with Jason. And now when I stalk him on social media like I normally do, I now feel like we're best friends. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Jason, for making time and for being such a great example of what fatherhood can look like. And I think that's the thing, whether you're a mom or a dad, whatever your role is, you get to define what that looks like. And within your own home, you get to create whatever culture you want and you get to divvy up the responsibilities however you want. There doesn't have to be one way to do things. And I think Jason really demonstrates that. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation with him. You can follow him at The Modern Dad on Instagram. So entertaining, always full of good ideas, and never a dull moment in his life. Love that so much. I've linked that at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Happy Father's Day again to all the dads out there. Wish them Happy Father's Day for me because. Goodness knows, they're not listening, all you ladies. (laughs) But we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.